This episode of A Hit to the Head is brought to you by Better Fantasy. We will be hearing from them at the halfway mark of today's episode. Stay tuned for a special offer for them. But for now, let's roll the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hit to the Head. This is episode 29 here on the show, and I gotta say, it is great to be back, man, between battling some sickness and the holidays and some personal things that came up. I had to take a little bit of time away from the show, but we're back in action here, getting ready for the playoffs. It is week 17 coming up on the 2021 NFL season. There is so much to get to today especially involved in playoff implications. We're going to get to all that and more on this episode. Got to crunch it in the time here that we're given, so let's not waste any more time. Let's just jump right into the action. This is your Week 17 preview, so sit back, relax, enjoy, and let's break the huddle. So as I said in the intro, this episode's going to be highly revolved around the upcoming playoffs. We're going to take a look at the big picture here. So what I want to do for the show today is we're going to break it up into two separate segments. So for the first half, we're going to talk about the NFC and that playoff look. And in the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the AFC. And we're going to have some fun stuff in between there. Don't you worry, we'll get to all that. But let's lead it off here with the NFC. So the first seed, it's looking to be the Green Bay Packers, and it's really no surprise. They're 12-3 and on the year, while also being 7-0 and at home. I mean, when you look at the top teams in the NFC, no one really compares to the Green Bay Packers. And sure, you can argue that they haven't been the same team towards the end of the season as they were maybe midway point when they were buzzing off all cylinders, but you really have to sit and think that this is a team that's missing three of its best players. Three of their five best players. Left tackle David Bakhtiari, edge rusher Zadarius Smith, and superstar cornerback Jair Alexander. They're 12-3 and three without those players on this team. And they're also dealing with an offensive line that is just absolutely mangled right now due to injuries and COVID and all that related. Now, that's not to say that other teams aren't dealing with the same kind of issues. But when you look at what the Packers are doing with what they have... It's rather impressive, and when they can get their guys back, like Zadarius Smith, David Bakhtiari's coming up soon, Jair Alexander, he's likely going to wait until the postseason. This team is going to kick it up a notch that will be unseen before. Now, with this team, you can't really believe that this is it until they get past the NFC Championship hump. I mean... Sure, they can go 13-3 and three for two years straight, and who knows how they'll end up this year, maybe 14-3. and three. Who knows? But it really won't matter unless they can get past the NFC Championship, which they've struggled to do since 2010. If they can do that, this team's winning the Super Bowl. It's, it's as simple as that. In the playoff push in the NFC, one team that keeps being mentioned is the Dallas Cowboys, and people are starting to question whether this team is for real or not. Now, last week, they absolutely sandbagged the Washington football team. It was so bad that the Cowboys sat Dak Prescott just to let Cooper Rush in there to get some reps. 
I mean, it was that much of a bloodbath. But all this aside, you're looking at a Dallas Cowboys team that's getting healthy and it's getting confident at a scary good time. I mean, last week they talked about how Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard were feeling the healthiest they have all year. And watching that game, it showed. Now moving forward, the remaining games that they have are against the Arizona Cardinals in Dallas. And their last game is at Philadelphia against the Eagles. That's their potential first round opponent in the playoffs. Now, the Cowboys have struggled against their division rivals. That much is true. And even though they're better than them in every aspect, they seem to really choke when it matters. And really, until I see them do it, similar to the Packers, like how they can't get past the NFC Championship, until the Dallas Cowboys win a playoff game, I don't believe in them whatsoever. I love Dak Prescott. I think he's an animal. He's an outright stud. He's a gamer. But as far as everyone else, especially the coaching, I just don't have any confidence in them because when was the last time they got it done? So until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. You know, a while back I was talking about how I didn't really know what to make of the Cincinnati Bengals because they can beat good teams, but they lose to bad teams. And they're just really here or there, nothing really solidified in who they are. And a team that I kind of relate that to is the LA Rams. Now, when they picked up Matthew Stafford in the offseason, everybody thought, yep, they're winning the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford, he's been the guy in Detroit all these years. I mean, this was a guy who has so much talent, who rivaled with Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North, who just didn't have a team around him, but he still managed to make them respectable in a sense. And so you put him together with this elite, elite roster, unreal head coach, mastermind. And you're looking at him as of late, you know, you look at week 16 against the Minnesota Vikings. Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions. However, they still came away with a win. I, I can't wrap my mind around that. Matthew Stafford leads the league in pick sixes. It just seems like this guy's crumbling as the season goes along. And though they're 11-4, and four, they just don't seem like that kind of team. They seem like a team that's, you know, around 500. You know, they they deserve an 8-7 and seven record. I don't think they deserve 11 wins. And when they get to the postseason, I'll be shocked if they can win one playoff game because it, it all boils down to Matthew Stafford. The way he's been playing as of late, he just gives you zero confidence. You know, how can you look at him and say, yeah, this is going to be the guy who leads us to the promised land when he's making all these turnover-worthy plays and, you know, he's just not showing that he was the guy that you thought he was heading into this season. Unless he can really turn things around in the next two games against the Ravens and the 49ers, I'm just not buying into the LA Rams. They're a strong contender in the NFC. Sure, you know, they're one of the top teams in there, but that doesn't mean that they're strong contenders for the Super Bowl. I'll put the San Francisco 49ers before the LA Rams, the way Matthew Stafford and the team's rolling as of late. Ah, uh -huh. the Arizona Cardinals. What do we have here? Let me tell you something about the Cardinals. And it all goes back to week... 15 against the Detroit Lions. This is a team in the NFL that only has two wins. And one of those comes against the Arizona Cardinals, 
who many believed would be a strong contender this year to bring home the Vince Lombardi trophy. Trap game? They can call it that. But a team that's been praised as one of the top teams in the NFL for the last 15, 14 weeks, whatever you want to call it, whatever that margin was when it started. There's a little more vinegar with that loss compared to the others. I don't want to hear a peep about injuries because teams like the Packers are atop the NFL in standings and they're without, as I said, three of their five best players. The Ravens lost every single running back that they had in their depth chart heading into this year. All of them gone. Everyone is going through adversity right now, whether it's COVID, injuries, what have you. And making excuses is exactly what I thought you would do. It shows that you're nothing but a pretender. A true contender would rise up with the next man and keep fighting. Instead, you stopped dead in your tracks and you lost to Detroit. To Detroit. What more needs to be said? And instead of proving that that was just a fluke, they lost to a true team, the Indianapolis Colts, in Week 16, 22-16. You can't beat the bad, and you can't beat the good. You have a head coach who was chased out of college for being a failure, so to expect success from him in the NFL, nothing less than delusional. Kyler Murray, he's great, but he's not all that. He can't do it all for you. This team is structurally unsound. They don't have depth. They don't have a balanced roster. They don't have a balanced attack. This team is nothing. Though this team isn't in the playoffs, and they're not even close to being in the hunt, I want to talk about the New York Giants. Because we have to. So, in week 16, Daniel Jones, he was shut down for the remainder of the year due to a neck injury. And so, they benched Mike Glennon for Jake Fromm. And then they benched Jake Fromm for Mike Glennon. Uh, okay. So, let, let's talk about this. Let, let's address one thing at a time. So, Daniel Jones. It's time to move on from him. This is a big-name team demanding of a big-name quarterback. A Justin Herbert. A Patrick Mahomes. A Josh Allen. Now, is it unreasonable to ask for for a player of this caliber? Sure, for other teams, like if you're Miami or Houston or Jacksonville, you know, it, it's a bit much to kind of ask for that. However, we're talking about the New York football giants, the mecca of sports in North America, the world even, and they need a big name talent. You know, you might even throw in the name Russell Wilson, who is still linked to be the next quarterback for the New York Giants. The Giants committed to Daniel Jones and head coach Joe Judge for 2022. And for those of you who are thinking that, oh, they must really like what they have. I don't think it's that. I think they're trying to save face and they're trying not to cause a problem within the organization. Because if you really think about it, if they find someone better out there, you know, someone that they like more, whether it's the quarterback or the head coach, you really think that they're going to choose Joe Judge or Daniel Jones over them? No. They're going to jump straight for that guy. This is just a safe face. 
Now let's talk about this. Special teams coordinators, like Joe Judge, don't deserve to have their name in the same breath as head coach just because they worked with Bill Belichick in New England. The New York Giants need a coach who understands that this is the biggest spotlight in all of sports. It doesn't get any bigger than New York City, especially with the Giants. And they need someone who can make this idea become a reality once again. Joe Judge, he's a disgrace to the image of the Giants and all those who came before him. Take GM David Gettleman, along with your 14 layers of sweatshirts, and find a job at Dick's Sporting Goods. Bottom line, the performance of this team is unacceptable. Alright, after those two rants, I think it's time that we both get a break here. Let's turn it over to our friends over at Better Fantasy, who have an important message for all you listeners out there. When we listen to them, we're going to get ready to address a couple questions that were sent in to us. And after that, we're going to talk about the AFC playoff outlook. So let's give a big round of applause and open our ear holes for our friends over at Better Fantasy. All this football talk has got me thinking about my fantasy team, the average Joes who are humming after a little bit of slump the past couple weeks. But that reminds me to mention that we are brought to you today by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is the first platform enabling you to sync your existing fantasy leagues and allowing you to bet on the matchups. What? I downloaded the app and I was stunned with how cool and how intuitive this platform is. It's so much fun to play around with. In this first season, the app is totally free to play. I mean, no matter where you live, you're going to be able to get in on the action. It's basically like a traditional sports book. Instead of betting on an NFL matchup, you're betting on your fantasy league matchups, which is unreal. I want to put money on the average Joes. We're buzzing. You earn the app's in-game currency by completing challenges and use them to place bets. When you win, you can cash in for awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity. Outstanding! And you know what? Let's make this even better. All of you listeners, that's right, you. You're able to take advantage of a special offer. When you download the app today in the App Store, on Apple, Android, whatever thing you use, you'll receive three times the amount of credits when you create your account. It's as easy as this. Go to the App Store, download Better Fantasy, create your account, you receive three times the amount of credits you normally would. Again, it's available in the App Stores on Apple, Android, or you can just head over to their website, betterfantasy.com, to check them out. That's betterfantasy, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com. Shout out to me for spelling, and shout out to Average Joe's, minus 500 favorites on every single matchup every week ever. Yeah! It's time for the Q&A section of this show. We got some questions that were written in by some of the lovely fans out there. Let's get to the first one that we have on the list here. Our first question is, which New York NFL franchise has a brighter future? The Giants or the Jets? Now, believe it or not, this question is a pretty short and simple answer. It's the New York Giants. And it comes down to one reason, one word even, and it's reputation. 
They know what it takes to be great because they've been there before. They've been great. They know what it's like to be a great franchise in the NFL. The Jets, they couldn't sniff the jockstraps of the Giants. They wouldn't know what to do even if they had it all. It boils down to reputation. It doesn't matter about who they have at quarterback, head coach, whatever. It comes down to reputation. The New York Giants are one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. They're one of the largest markets in the world. The New York Jets, they live in the shadow of the Giants. The Jets are like that weird, awkward cousin that just kind of bothers everyone at Thanksgiving and Christmas, who, you know, you could really just do without. The New York Giants will forever, forever have a brighter future than the Jets. Now question number two. Rank the top five quarterbacks for the next five years. <clears throat> okay, let's let's do this. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. In that order. Now, guys who were snubbed. Lamar Jackson doesn't have the arm talent to compete with these kinds of guys. You know, he has mobility, but he's not going to have that same speed and agility in five years. I'm looking at it as longevity. You know, the five guys I mentioned, Mahomes, Herbert, Jones, Burrow, Josh Allen. You know, even if you take away the mobility of those guys, they still have a cannon. They have the intelligence. They have all that. They have the if factor. Now, Trevor Lawrence... He's not in the list just because he might be another guy. We don't know. We don't know how he's going to turn out in Jacksonville because they're not really known for their quarterbacks down there. I'm not really sure if they're known for anything for that matter. The only other guy who could rise in my list is Justin Fields, and that's if he gets some support at coaching, blocking, and some weapons. And that's a big if because uh, Chicago Bears... Um, They've been kind of lackluster in all those departments as of late. Well, as of the last 15, 20 years. But I will absolutely die on this hill. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Max Jones, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, in that order. Maybe even Justin Herbert above Mahomes. That's how much I like the guy. But we'll keep it at that. Thank you so much for sending in these questions, you guys. If you have any more don't hesitate to send them in. We'll put them in the show. We'll give you a shout out and we'll do our best to answer them. But for now, let's turn it over to our AFC playoff outlook. The AFC playoff outlook. So as it stands right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're slated to be the number one seed. For a team that started out 3-4 and four in the year, with an 11-4 and four record now, it's not a bad streak. Now, this is a team that many are believing to be the true contender for the Super Bowl. You know, this is the team that's going to win it. At least from the AFC, for that matter. And they'll likely secure the number one seed. They're 11-4. and four. They can clinch the number one seed with a win at Cincinnati against the Bengals and a Titans loss to the Dolphins. You know, that can easily happen. Or they could just win out. You know, they play the Broncos week 18. Not too bad. But... I'm looking at them throughout the season, and I'm not really seeing a significant change in what they can do and what they can't do. 
So what they can't do is kind of remain the same. You know, they're still too reliant on their star players. They don't really have a lot of depth. You know, they'll target Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, meet Cole Hardman here and there. But outside of that, you know, not a lot of guys are going to get the ball. Running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he might get, you know, 15 touches a game. This is a team that's passing over 40 times a game. And offense is great. Offense is fun. It's fun to watch. Offense wins games. But it's defense that wins championships. This is an old-time saying, but it still holds true to this day. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. Some things, they'll just never change. This is an example. The defense is very suspect. You know, they're playing better, but they're very suspect. They only have a couple guys who can really make plays. Um, but outside of that, whole lot of nothing. You know, they just have to rely on outscoring their opponents. And when you play against a team that has a really solid defense, what are you going to do? You know, what if you face the New England Patriots? They have a scary good defense. What if you face them? You can't put up 40 points on them. You're going to have to win in the trenches. You're going to have to win the dirty battles. And I just don't think that they can. They're too reliant on their stars. They're too reliant on the big play. And I just don't think it's sustainable. They'll go far in the playoffs, sure. You know, Andy Reid, he's one of the best head coaches of all time. Patrick Mahomes goes without saying he's a superstar. But I just don't think that they're real contenders. I think they're just the best poison from the batch. Ah, the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that I absolutely cannot get behind. And I like Josh Allen. No, he's an incredible athlete. Unbelievable arm. Great athleticism. You know, this guy's a freak. He's that once-in-a-generation type quarterback. But I'm looking at the team as a whole, and it's just not there. You know, this is a team that makes themselves one-dimensional. You know, teams will teams will try to force you into being one-dimensional. You know, if... You know, you have a really good run game, they'll try to shut that down and force you to pass. Or if you have a very good passing game, they'll try to shut that down and force you to run. But the Buffalo Bills put themselves in that bottleneck. They refuse to run. They refuse to run the ball. Refuse to hand it off. You know, if anyone's running, it's going to be Josh Allen. They only pass. And for a team that shoots themselves in the foot with a rocket, I can't get behind because teams like that won't win in the postseason. You need to have a balanced attack. And I know I sound like a broken record, but it's true. If you can only pass and you can't run, you're not going to win. If you can only run and you can't pass, you're not going to win. You know, that's what I talk about with the Baltimore Ravens. They can only run, but until they figure out the air attack, they're not going to be anything. The Buffalo Bills, they need to hand off the ball. I don't care if it's to Devin Singletary. I don't care if it's to your tight end. It needs to be somebody other than Josh Allen. Your quarterback can't account for over 80% of your run game. That just cannot happen. You need a guy who can get the 3-2, and two, the 3rd and 3 conversions. Your quarterback can't do that. If it's 4th and 1, sure, QB sneak. 
But if it's third and two, third and three in the red zone, and you can't convert that with a running back, what are you doing in the playoffs? This isn't a sound NFL team. It's a team that throws at an elite level, for sure. You know, there's no question about that. But they can't run. They can't run the ball. It's not keeping the defense honest, and it's just poor game uh, management, poor game plans. This is a team that could beat up AFC teams, sure. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they can just go toe-to-toe with putting up points on the board and see who comes out on top. You know, there's not a lot of teams that can really shut you down in the AFC. But what happens when you face, let's say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the 49ers or the Packers in the NFC? You know, defenses that can really make you work. Defenses that can shut down the pass, force turnovers, and force you to run the ball. You know, what are you going to do then? If you throw 10 times in a row and then you try to run, chances are he's not going to get a lot of yards. Because they can't prove that they can have a run game, I don't believe in them whatsoever. And I'll be shocked if they can win one playoff game. Let's talk about one more team before we send it off to the Power 5 rankings and all that fun stuff. Indianapolis Colts. They can clinch a playoff berth with a win versus the Raiders in Week 17. That's not that hard to do. I love this Colts team. When they play Smash Mouth Football, I love them. Jonathan Taylor, shocker when you give him the ball, he's your MVP favorite. You know, when you make Carson Wentz, play boring football shocker that he's good at it you know don't play hero ball this is what happens when you play how you're supposed to when you're not trying to be a hero you just let the game come to you and you command the clock you command time of possession with the run game you play smash mouth football how this team was built this is one of the hottest teams in the nfl this team is buzzing off the rails. As I said, week 17, they play the Raiders. In week 18, they're in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. You know, two good tune-up games to really get confident for the postseason. This is a scary team. The defense has turned it around. They can shut down teams on the ground and in the air. They're a scary team. And then when you give Jonathan Taylor the ball, have you seen this guy run? Have you seen this guy run the football? He's pretty good at it. You know, he rivals Derrick Henry, and that's really saying something. I mean, this guy runs with power. He runs with speed. He runs with ferocity. This guy, when he gets in his lane, he's gone. He is speed. This guy's a freak. Love Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. This is a serious team, and because they're one of the hottest, I feel... And because they're also one of the most well-rounded teams in not only the AFC, but the NFL as a whole. You know, they're like the Tennessee Titans. Teams that are well-coached, they have a good culture, and they have a strong game plan. Strong roster, top to bottom. These are two teams that can bully opponents into submission. I can guarantee that either the Colts or the Titans will be in the AFC Championship. I guarantee it. It's time for the Power Five. 
the top five teams in the NFL, according to me. Let's start it off with number five, the Dallas Cowboys. They're 11-4 on the year. As I said, they're a team getting healthy, and they're getting confident at a scary time. The offense, they can put up a bunch of points. Their defense is starting to turn things around. They can put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They can force turnovers. This team is starting to ramp it up at a crucial time in the year. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Nine and six on the year. So long as they keep running and playing that smash mouth football, they'll be the biggest threat in the AFC, without a doubt. Jonathan Taylor, he's that dude. Carson Wentz, when he plays simple football, he's a beast. This is a team that you should seriously consider to be a strong favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. This is that kind of team. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. 11-4 on the year. I still need to see them beat a real team versus a real defense. I need to see them play a complete game. I put them number three because they have that firepower and they have the capability of being that team, but I need to see it. I need to see it with my own eyes. If they can play a complete game, pass, run, and play lockdown defense against a serious team, I will believe in this roster. I will believe in this group in the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. 12 and three, they got demoted due to a less than comforting win against the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Day. This team needs to get healthy and they need to figure out their special teams. They need to figure out their defense. They're starting to fall off a little bit. They're taking their foot off the gas. You need to floor that. You need to put it to the floor. Special teams and the defense, this is a really bad time to start losing your grip. You need to figure it out, and you need to figure it out now. If you're about to represent the NFC, get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The playoffs are going to go through Green Bay. You cannot blow this. Number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans, no problem. Because there's this guy who wears number 12, and his name is Tom Brady. He is the one, the only, the GOAT. Out of any sport. You know, teams talk about the GOAT. You know, every every team in every sport talks about, you know, this guy's the GOAT, that guy's the GOAT. There's only one. There's only one of the greatest of all time, and it's Tom Brady. So long as this guy's in the NFL, whatever team he's on, that's a top team in the NFL. And right now, without those guys that I mentioned, Godwin and Mike Evans, two elite receivers, he's still finding ways to have a dominant team in the NFL. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take number one. To recap it all, number five, the Dallas Cowboys. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, the Green Bay Packers. And number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is your Power 5 rankings for Week 17. Well, that just about to... Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold your horses. 
We still got to give you the top five games of week 17. You didn't think we'd let you off that easy, huh? Huh? All right. Enough of that. Number one. The first game you got to watch is the Philadelphia Eagles going into Washington to take on the football team. Going in on a business trip. This is a serious playoff push. The Eagles have the top rushing offense in the NFL, and they're looking to make that be their battering ram into the postseason. They're facing off 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday. I'm taking the Eagles in this. As I said, it's a business trip. Buckle up. Number two, the L.A. Rams go into Baltimore to take on the Ravens 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday. It's time to get serious for the Rams. It's time for Matthew Stafford to figure it out. It's time for him to realize, I'm a real quarterback in this league. I'm an animal. I'm superb. I'm pretty darn good. Lock and load. I'm taking the Rams. It's go time. Number three, the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Colts in Indianapolis at 1 o'clock p.m. The Raiders have their season on the line. They lose this game. Their playoff hopes are all gone. But I'm taking the Colts because it's Jonathan Taylor's chance to win the MVP, secure that once and for all, so that he can focus on the next move, and that's the Super Bowl. The number four game, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. The Bengals, they're going to deliver a message on 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday. They're going to deliver a message to not only the AFC and the Chiefs, but to the whole league, that this is a team that you should seriously be afraid of. I'm taking the Bengals in this. Last but not least, our final game for the top five games of Week 17 is the Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys, 4.25 p.m. Sunday. The Cowboys are going to prove that Week 16 wasn't a fluke when they absolutely plundered the Washington football team of all their hope. The Cardinals, they don't stand a chance against this Cowboys team that is absolutely rallying at this time of year. But folks, those are the top five games that you need to watch for week 17. They're going to be a ton of fun, so be sure to enjoy them. Be safe, be responsible, and enjoy a weekend of great football. Alrighty, folks, that just about does it for this episode of A Hit to the Head. If you enjoyed the episode, please be a friend and share it with other friends, families, neighbors, dogs, anyone you see at Walmart, ShopRite, your local gas stations, anyone you meet in public, spread the word, get it out there. If you didn't enjoy the episode, then I'm holding it against you. Be sure to check out our website, ahittothehead.com, where we have a ton of cool sports-related content, including blog articles, YouTube videos, our podcast, and more. Be sure to check us out on Twitter. Give us a follow at A Hit to the Head, where you can receive notifications on all content published. That's it, guys. Be sure to take care, stay safe, and we'll see you all in the next one.